Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Okay, let's get to some fan questions because there's a couple of good ones here. And uh, let's start with, ah, okay. Uh, at Rhythm Shooter, how did CJ earn Nick Nurse's trust to get minutes? Seems like he just doesn't trust many to give minutes to over the last few years. It helped that I was coming off being there a year with him. Mm. Um, and I had a, a career worth of respect. You know what I mean? I had 14 years at this time. But also, I, I mean, I, I made shots the year before. I started, I came into camp in excellent shape. Like I yeah. might have been like in the best shape of anybody in camp at the start of the season. Like between mm. me and I would have bet with Pascal and OG like that year when I came in. Now, as you see, like I didn't I didn't play as well in the beginning of that year. So I I started to lose those minutes too. Um but the opportunity was given. I just that I, I wasn't playing well. I didn't figure out my spot and my mesh fast enough. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just giving. If you can give what we focusing on, you be on the floor. Like it's really simple. Is it that simple? Then why do so many guys struggle with it? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe you know. Oh. I also wasn't in a position. I also, I mean, at the same time, I still was in the position now that I take it back, coming off the bench where the guys was, the starters were playing heavy minutes my year when I was there. Like, Kawhi was playing high 30s and Danny and mm. all those guys. We still weren't playing. It wasn't the same as the year before when I would play 25, 26 minutes. It wasn't the same. Hmm. You guys had the bench mob too. That was a yeah. exceptional But that's the, exceptional that's the difference. Yeah, yeah, that's the difference too. Yeah. Like, now part of the bench mob is – uh, one's in the starting lineup. Fred's backup, straight backup one two. There's no Delon now. Yeah. Well, Delon ends up being gone. We end up being gone together because me and him both are not playing a lot. Sure. Um. So like, there's more minutes to be had. It, it just kind of like shifts and. You haven't talked about this. Do you recall the first time you and I met each other? Probably not. There's no reason why you would. We met each other. Um, I came up to you as a young reporter. And I came in with my phone and it was during a stretch where you were going through a bit of a shooting slump. And I asked you about uh, things that we've actually talked about now is like, how do you, you know, trust yourself and how do you maintain your positivity during these, uh, during tough times. And uh, at that time, I mean, like the reporters were, you know, doing the Kyle and DeMar thing. And I looked over at you. I'm just like, I wonder if CJ will give me a second. And, you know, even though you weren't going through the best stretch, you gave me five minutes. It was very kind. I don't remember that, but 
No, there's no reason why you would. Just, uh, I always, uh, especially I if I wasn't it. playing well, I definitely don't want to remember. I probably don't remember anything in that time after that. But yeah, it's You're, just, yeah, it just is what it is. Like I got to keep doing what I'm doing. I can't let those five games turn into twenty. Hmm. Even if it is, it might not even be five games. It might be like two out of the five games. But I can't. But obviously, like you said, we talked about before, a game, three games is a lifetime. You know, sure. in NBA, because there's so much information being written and there's so much information coming at you about the next game and what you haven't done in two games and throw all the stats at you. And it seems like this big, big thing. And then at the end of the year, if I'm shooting 38 percent, nobody cares. That's true. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like nobody cares anymore. Or like yeah. the second I have a another game and I make five, three, nobody cares. So why why would I get caught up in that? My goal is to be what I'm supposed to be when I'm needed. So like the end of my first year, everybody, I remember it was a big thing about me. I had a little slump coming into the end of the year. Um, it was a big thing. Like, is he going to be who he's supposed to be? Da, 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 da. I shot 40% from three in the playoffs. <laughs> like I was not yeah. ever worried about that. Yeah. I was worried about y'all not leaving me alone, but I wasn't worried about, I was <laughs> never worried about that. I knew all the work that I put in that everything evens out and every, or, or I get the, or if I'm coming in low, I'm going to even it out. So I got to go high to get it back to where I'm supposed to be. Uh. I, I knew that, but I also knew the, the amount of focus. I've been in so many playoffs. I knew what was coming. Sure. And so for players like Delano, Malachi, other people coming off the bench who want to become, you know, stable 20 minute rotation players for the Raptors. Like what would be your, your message to them to try and get consistent minutes on this particular Raptors team under Nick nurse, be a dog. Like when he put me out there, like, and I mean that in terms of like, I know it's a leash, but like be so, so dominant in your time that he got to let the leash go. Like it's hurting his hands to hold it. Like he got to let it go. He got to let you rock. Like that's, and I'm not saying be overzealous where you muck the game up, but I'm just saying, and with within what we do, you do everything that you got a piece of with max effort as much as you can. Because the other thing is, if I'm only seven minutes, I, I'm not getting tired. I'm not getting yeah. tired. I'm not getting tired. And there's probably going to be a timeout within my seven minutes. Mm. So I'm going to get a breather. That's the way I used to look at that. Like, especially when I was struggling a little bit, it's like, don't even try to fill it out. Just gas out. Yeah. Go out and just try to make every play. If it's a chance to dive on it, if it's a chance to take a if it's a chance to do whatever, which is how you should play all the time. I'm not saying that I didn't have this on my mind, but I just, it will be more on the front of my mind, not think so I could take my mind off shooting, huh. find something else. So when it was time to shoot, it was just my second nature taking over. It was just me just shooting the ball. That was never the worry. Cause I, I shouldn't be worried about that. I should <laughs> I shoot at least 500 shots a day during the season. Yeah. You know what I mean? So why would yeah. I be worried about that? It's tough, man. Like, I I wonder if, um, because for someone like Delano, Malachi, I mean, they don't have like, you know, and you earned this over time, but they don't have like your shooting pedigree, right? So you mm -hmm. knew that the shooting was going to come because you just had that confidence in yourself. You knew your role on that side of the ball. But then defensively, I mean, it seems like, you know, at times they're they're trying to find themselves on, on both ends. And then there's already the complications of the Raptors defense, not just like structurally being a little bit leaky right now with, you know, different bodies mm -hmm. coming in. You can't really trust everyone to be in the right spots at the right time. 
Um, but also you got to be able to execute on the offensive end too. And Delano, like I said, last night was pretty good. He got a couple of good shots in um, great cuts, pushing the ball in transition. It was good to see. Uh, I just, I wonder if, um, I don't know, like, do you just have to like give Defensively, someone, give someone a 10 minute consistent 10, 50 yeah. minute roll over these next two yeah. weeks? Man, yeah. Defensively though, it's just, I don't think it's so much mistakes all the time. I think it's just effort or how the mistake happens. I think it's mm -hmm. mistakes that I can't allow you to keep doing. So like, if you're a guy that gets beat back door all the time, I can't allow you to sit on them. But getting no, beat back not, door is yeah. like unacceptable. Yeah, especially on a good defensive team. I have to show you how much mm. I value defense more than offense, though. Because if I allow too many slip-ups defensively, you're going to think that you, as long as you're scoring, I'm going to leave you on the floor. Mm. And now you'll get you, – it'll lead to more hiccups on that end. I have to show you how much weight that has, which is why you don't see guys get taken out for bad shots as much as you do for turnovers. I mean, yeah. for defensive end. So – but I also think some of that comes from experience. I got to be able to play so I can see the the mo the better defenders have seen so much. There's some guys that have a natural knack with their hands and a good on ball, but the best like overall great defenders in our league, they just have an understanding of what's going on. They either they watching a lot of film or they played so many games that they know what's going on and never surprised. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Next question from at a view production. What's the fix for the three pointer discrepancy, or will it just fix itself? Uh, the fix is making them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the. Yeah. But it'll fix itself as long as they keep getting good shots. Yeah, these are NBA players. Open mm. shots will start to go in. Like that's just the nature of the business. <laughs> like you shoot sure. too much. As long as you're doing your job, you're shooting every day taking care of your body, doing the things you're supposed to be doing, which I know those guys do there because I was there. Yeah. So that's going to take care of itself. Mm -hmm. It's just, you just got to pick up the slack somewhere else. Yeah. I do worry a little bit about, you know, his, expecting historically average to below average three-point shooters to all of a sudden, you know, go two of four or three of five is a little bit of a wonky solution. But I mean, that's where we are right now with the Raptors. They have a few, pre yeah, go ahead. But we also got to look at when we say that, like, yeah, their percentages. But if I get you four open corner threes, those percentages are not the same. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what a guy shoots for the like his overall three point percentage might be a 32, but there's definitely spacing areas where guys shoot better than they do in the others. So if I get you standstill, mm. wide open threes from the left breakdown. Yeah. your percentage can jump drastically just because this is the only place you're shooting this ball from. Like, I'm not sure. running you off no screens. Yeah. I'm not doing none of that. We just going to make sure we drill these. And that's how I was. So I used to try mm -hmm. to go, if I miss shots I missed in the game, those are the first shots I took the next day. Hmm. First shots. If I missed some corner threes and the pass was low, throw me 10 low passes and I'm going to make these corner threes off low passes. Just to be like, all right, I got yeah. that muscle memory. I got that out of my system. Yeah. Past few uh, practices, I've been seeing Thad Young on the court shooting a lot of threes. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to pull up his stats here because I feel like, you know, the past few games, he's been actually hitting them at a decent clip. Mm -hmm. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. Um, he hasn't been taking too many, which I think is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, so past uh, past. Five games, he's made three of his last 
six. Yeah. Three of his last six over his past six games. I wonder if that's something that they should potentially look into uh, utilizing a little bit more um, with to, you know, maximize their floor spacing that has an array of skills. Mm -hmm. But if you decide that, okay, that we're going to put you on the baseline for a corner threes, because we need that to be a part of our offense. We need that to work for us and able to, uh, to ensure that we're getting, you know, good half court possessions. I wonder if that's Mm -hmm. something they just decide that they're going to do. If they're going to start them anyways, um, they're Mm -hmm. not going to be getting that kind of, cutting ability from like a Pascal, Scotty and and Fred, because like they don't necessarily need that to manufacture offense for themselves. Do you just say dad, stand in that corner, offensive rebound, crash the glass when you need to, but we need you to be in this spot and hit them. Yeah. I think it's just about him um, making sure he's getting the extra ones up for confidence, even more so in the game. It feels good. I spent months in the gym with that. He makes shots. He can shoot the ball. I've seen it. I know, Summer in the in the game is not the same, but it's transferable. That's the shooting is transferable, hmm. um, and the shots he's gonna get the standstills off swing swings and people not picking and choosing which guy to help from and not coming out to him or people are short closing. He's gonna be able to make those shots, which is gonna make him even more dangerous in the offense because yeah. it gives us more space, more driving lanes for himself, makes him two steps faster because now people are closing out different. Hmm. Um, I think he's just gotta take the opportunities when he gets them like he's doing right now. Uh, final few questions here from at Kamu Kamu. Apologize if I messed that up. Um, essentially what's going on with Scotty Barnes one-on-one defense. That's kind of, that's kind of it. Um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of these questions are a bit negative. I I'm still not fully sold that Scotty laterally is as healthy as he needs to be. That, mm-hmm. You know, you could dismiss yeah, that saying it is what it is. It's been there for a while. Right? Yeah. And I just don't see him moving very well. And like last night against uh, De'Aaron Fox, like that's not a matchup that I would want uh, on any given day. But De'Aaron was making him definitely work. And that was a mismatch. But this is the other thing, too. There's 99% of the league is not staying in front of De'Aaron Fox. I yeah. think we also kind of get in a space where we picking on a guy because of what he's been going through and not looking at the guy that's standing in front of him. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like LeBron comes to town. It's like, they didn't stop LeBron. Well, nobody stopped LeBron in 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not, that's not me making an excuse, not saying I'm not trying to, or we're not doing things, but there's obviously things that you can't, you can't take away everything in a game. Sure. Now speaking on him though, I do think, like you said, he's had the ankle thing off and on. He had ankle problems last year. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Right? Playoffs. Yeah. Um, So... 
if he keeps, you know, if it's something that he's still building on or if yeah. he's tweaked it again, he's got to get that strength back. Just because he's playing doesn't mean he's completely healthy. Hmm. And there's certain movements that can still not be second nature yet. Like you still kind of be on your mind and you're not moving the same. Also, yeah. he's still figuring it out. Like he's still, he's got ultimate confidence defensively. So I've seen this dude picking up point guards full court. Like I say this all the time. So he yeah. obviously thinks he can guard everybody, which is the first step. But now you got to be just smarter about it. Hmm. Like I'm not running up on DeAndre uh, Fox. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm giving him a step. I'm using my length to contest. I'm going to make him shoot a step back or something. Yeah. Um, but do you think vision six, nine, six, eight, whatever this is, do you think this can, this can work? Um, I'm just looking at a matchup like that, like, and they have tried Scotty against point guards, but last night was a, an indication to me that the Kings got those big Raptors athletic players. Granted they are athletic, but not, I mean, there's varying degrees there, but once they got them moving and they knew they could because they're that mm -hmm. shifty and quick, they got them in rotation. The three-point shot was able to reveal itself, and then they're hitting corner threes, and then off we go. Do you think – I don't know. I think of like bigger players trying to get around screens. That's normally something where you'd want a smaller player because it's just easier to to do stuff like that. Are are we fine? Are, are we seeing that you know teams are realizing that these are ways that they can poke holes in the Raptors' defense? Yeah, I mean – can it work? Yes. If you but who it just depends on who the six nines are. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like if you get the right six nines, anything can work. Like if all the six nines are Pascal mm -hmm. and OGs or you know what I mean, then it works. If Fred sure. grows to six nine, then it sure. works. <laughs> like yeah. I'm I'm and this is no offense to not trying to talk down to anybody on the team, but I mean there's just a certain type of player that's mm -hmm. if you're gonna do this project that you have to have. Like there's a certain type of athleticism, I should say, that these yeah. guys are gonna have to have. And every six nine guy is not just because they're mobile doesn't mean they're mobile enough to do this. Yeah. It could be very mo like like Chris Boucher, Precious, those guys are mobile guys for their size. Yeah. But they're not guys I want to consistently switch in a pick and roll with a fast point guard over and over and over, no matter how long they are. Sure. Because even if they're contesting at the rim, I'm just trying to get to the paint to get help. I'm not getting the paint to shoot over the shot blockers. I just want you in rotation. Huh. What about offensively? What are the the challenges that can reveal itself with um, a six nine kind of lineup? Like the Raptors don't run a ton of pick and roll. I wish mm -hmm. they ran more of it. But I mean, the reason why Fred is so good as a you know, pick and roll partner is that he's got that shooting ability and he's got, he's got range and everything like that. He can get in the lane. He can keep the defender on his back. And that just keeps the ball low. Those seems like, those seem like things that would be harder for taller players to do. And that's why, you know, point guards yeah. are point guards. I mean, you definitely lose some of the, I mean, with the guys they have right now, I know, mm -hmm. I know there are some guys that can break the, but you lose some of the breakdown ability that you get from another guard, like Fred out there. Yeah. Now you get more shots for Fred off driving kicks too. When you got a guy that really gets in that paint and really creates and does different things. Mm. Um, not saying that we don't have guys that do it, but they're not. It's not their their main attribute. It's not like they make they make good plays, but they're yeah. not playmakers. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, Pascal is Pascal is turning into a playmaker. He's a great passer from his certain spots and his ISOs and the mid post, but he's not a, he's not thinking playmake. Yeah. 
Like he's thinking right. I'm attacking. I'm just making the right read off the defense stopping me from shooting, which is fine mm -hmm. for what he is. That's what I want him to be. I want him to be aggressive. But if I had another guy who really broke things down and still finished well, it changes a lot of things. Oh, man. The more we talk about this, the more I think the Raptors could really use a, a shifty guard. <laughs> um, okay, next question. Um, oh, from at I'm just driven. Throughout your career, I've seen you move so well without the ball. What's your cardio and skills training like to be so on balance on the go? I worked out like I played. Hmm. Like the way the the speed I'm going in the game when I'm doing those moving shots is exactly how I work out when I do them in the summertime. That was my main source of conditioning for those things. It wasn't always about my win. It was about the the muscle conditioning to be able to do those things over and over and over at that speed. Yeah, I could be in great shape, but if my ankles aren't good enough to take that torque from that turn and still keep me straight on balance, doesn't matter. If my core is not strong enough to keep me on balance, doesn't matter. So I needed to do those things at full speed on top of the track workouts. Um, I was a big Peloton guy on the offline days. I like the row, row machine. I still use the row machine now. Um, but the biggest thing was I my basketball workouts were conditioning too. Hmm. I didn't go in there just to just to get shots up. I went yeah. in there to to max out on that too as much as I could. Can't do that Sorry. every day, obviously. But yeah, sure. There was a story I heard on during the offseason of uh it was another NBA player who worked out with Steph Curry. And I saw like that. ten minutes in, yeah, and ten minutes in, dude was like was gassed and he couldn't do it. Um so cardio seems like a yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, actually, yeah, that's what it was. Um conditioning obviously seems like a really important part, but it's like the right kind of cardio working working out. Um, seems like a really important part of it too. And just maintain the balance that also goes yeah. to uh your wind and how you're feeling and you know how your legs are are evolving with you um through yeah. you each gotta profession. be able to recover too. So I know there's certain I that grew over time, but there's definitely times in the season where especially like say you're going through a little slump. Like yeah. if I was going through I would I overworked during those times. Hmm. And that does not help the slump <laughs> because now you're in the game with less legs than you should have. Hmm. And that does not help. So you're like, I was making shots the last two days, but you ran 10 miles on your off day and now you're in here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think you got to be careful with that too. Sometimes it's just, you need a mental, it's a mental day. It's a day that your mental has got to be worked on, get away from the game for most of the day and then come back and watch a little film at night and see things in a different way. Um, That's a big thing too. But the physical part was just, about game speed. I learned that from Kyle Corbett and Ray Allen. Those guys, when they do their workouts, they're going at this, they're going like it's the game's on the line. Yeah, sure. Which it is. Last two questions. One of them is from me. At Adam ABSS, you get to rewind and start your career again as a rookie. What would you do differently? I would spend one. more time in the weight room. Yeah. I would spend more time. I would eat better too, but obviously I was 18 and I didn't know. <laughs> like I was still figuring that part out. I would definitely eat better. I would spend more time in the weight room though. I spent plenty of time in the gym on the floor, but I would spend more time in the weight room. I didn't realize, because that, that, that's that's you're invincible. I could jump out the gym. Like I could walk in the gym and put the ball to my legs and dunk it without warming up at that time. Yeah. So like why, you know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't realize 
how much of that would be a base for so many things that could have helped mm -hmm. me earlier. Um, because I didn't get tired. I could play basketball all day. When they tell you you're out of shape, I'm like, I'm not out of shape. I can play basketball all day. <laughs> like I literally <laughs> do not get tired. I don't understand yeah. what you, I didn't understand the full scope of being in shape. It only meant win at that time. And I could yeah. run and play all day, but I would have got stronger faster. It would have helped me make so many more strides early because the league was bigger at that time. Yeah. Big bruise and bigs. Who taught you even, about that? Even the small forwards, you know, they were the big, the big rough, like big guys. They were swole guys. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that was what that was at that time. We talked about Cormaghetti like one time, yeah. prime example. It was like him. Yeah. Every day I was working out against Matt Harpering uh, my rookie year. He's the reason I got sent to the G League. He was just beating <laughs> me up. Like, <laughs> like it was nothing I could do about it. Um, the league was just different. Who taught you about that? Or did you realize on your own that? Uh, you had to make a switch. I was tired of getting beat up. Amen. <laughs> like, 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 are we being honest? Yeah. Like, and then I, you yeah. know, better you meet trainers, different trainers, they expose some new knowledge to you, and mm. you finally get a real consistent summer of it, like really lifting weights and start to see how much better you feel just personally. Sure. And it transfers over to, oh, I can jump, I jump higher now, or I'm faster now. Like, I thought I was pretty fast and jumped pretty high already. I think it's getting rid of that, that 17 year old ego in high school where you're the biggest, fastest, strongest, best player on the court your whole life for so long. Yeah. You think you have enough and, and some of that confidence is good. Some of it's not. Final question from me. Um, I watched Mike Brown charge the court at an official yesterday and he ended up getting a tech and then another tech and then got ejected. I'm wondering, and you had Mike Brown as a coach, actually, so maybe he's the answer, but do you recall a time where you saw a coach an official go at it you're just like this is a lot jerry sloan all the time jerry sloan. yeah oh my god there was no line <laughs> there was no line not, not and i won't say that like disrespectful like he but he his language we know how jerry sloan used to talk if you yeah. don't know you young kids there's an article somewhere i'm pretty sure you can find out how he used to talk <laughs> but um he he wasn't disrespectful in a way of like oh my god but it was just like he let him know and he had to be held back some nights to the point sure. where it bled over. He almost fought a player. Like I saw him and him, he almost fought Jerry Stackhouse. <laughs> in the, in the same, he was talking to the ref. You know, that would have been a heavyweight tilt right there. <laughs> exactly. That's why I was. That's why I was crazy. So I'm stand. I'm standing there, and he's screaming at the referee. I don't remember about what they're going at it. And Jerry Stack, Jerry Stack, love Stack. I had him. He was coaching in Memphis when I was there. Um, yeah. Great dude, but he was standing there kind of like laughing, like, yo, like, calm down. And Coach goes, eyes go from the referee to him, like, I will. Like, he mm. steps towards, and I'm like, yo, like, it's, it's, it, it was a block, like, whatever it was, yeah. like, let it go. Like, but he was always <laughs> like that. He was like that at practice. Yeah. Like, like, we would go at it in practice. And he, he loved it too, but he was like, y'all soft. <laughs> It would be to the that, point yeah. where some days he would have to call practice off because he yeah. would get us so riled up and then we'd be going at each other. If somebody's going to get hurt, he would st have to stop practice. Get rid of that. Saw, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I, was, I saw Carlos Boozer body slam somebody by their practice jersey. What? Like literally, like pulled him off him. Like it was like he was getting fouled. They didn't call fouls in practice, especially for the starters. He was like, get off me. Like, sl like slung. <laughs> like, <laughs> That poor player. 
Who's, Who's this? Massive. I'm not gonna say the player's name because yeah. I don't want it. But like, yeah. <laughs> it he was, was crazy, a big dude, man. Booze, big, still big, big. I saw Booze in the summertime one time after I hadn't seen him for a while. He shook my hand. He like dapped me up super hard, open hand. He broke my bracelet. Like my bracelet popped off my hand. He slapped my hand <laughs> so hard. My hand hurt for like a day. Wow. Big, big man. All right, CJ. Great, greatest dude ever. Yeah. Um, you're the greatest dude ever. Thank you for another <laughs> you. episode of Strictly Hoops. People, rate, review, subscribe on your podcast yeah. platforms. On YouTube, subscribe there. Watch, follow. We just got to hope the Raptors, they turn thing, turn this thing around. And hopefully these next few weeks go okay. We're going to talk to you real soon again. Closing thoughts, CJ. Oh, Praying to the, to the three-point gods. Basketball gods. <laughs> Send some level to the three-point guys. You know, it's like the basketball guys, you got to break them down into the angels and the other guys. So we got the three-point guys, the help side guys, nah. the timeout guys, the challenge guys, all of them. So let's 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 send some love to them and rub some good juju on the guys, but just staying confident, hopefully. When all those balls are rimming out for Pascal yesterday, I'm like, man, the basketball gods are not happy with us right now. That's all it is, because they were all just they were gonna go in there and it's like, eh. Never mind. So this is my this is my theory on it. It's just a test to make sure you know you really want to be who you want to be. Mm. So you got to It's like anything in life. You got to go through something. <laughs> that's the like. That's my 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 sad guru for the day. Yeah. <laughs> like you got to go through it though. Like yeah. you got to you got to prove to me you want to be a forty point percent three point shooter. Meaning you got to have some one for eight days, and you got to mm. go back in the lab to come back so you can have them six for eight days. Ain't that the truth? Battle tested. All right, CJ. Thank you, My everyone. Thanks for listening. Pleasure. We'll talk soon.